Good afternoon, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm yours. Morning, my coach as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. Um, Arsenal take on Newcastle, and then we discuss the upcoming fixture against Sheffield United. Yeah. So, uh, going into the match, I don't think uh, we, you know, have come across this strong of a revenge match to an Arsenal fixture against Newcastle. And I mean, as the showdown played itself out, you know, weeks prior, I mean, even Arteta also said he wants, you know, the squad to do some sort of payback for the sort of game that we had up at St. James's Park. No, 100% was feeling the same way, you know, it was one of the, you know, we, we've we've suffered a few defeats this season, but for me, this was the the one that, you know, hurt the most because uh, I don't feel that it was a fair reflection um, of the game, you know, even if we... We didn't play as well in Newcastle. That goal was really ridiculous. And I mean, look, I don't know if you also picked it up, but uh, sometimes when you when you go, say to like up north, like you're going to Manchester, the Manchester clubs, and, and okay, not so much uh, Man City and that, uh, but I mean, when you have that, like say you go to Newcastle or you go to Liverpool and that, the the crowd they actually plays a lot of influence to the refs' decisions, don't you think? Yes, no, definitely. I mean, the crowd. You know, one or two challenges, and all of a sudden the ref is rattled because the crowd is like, yeah. you know, almost like paying for blood, as you would say. Exactly, exactly. So I think makes one change from the midweek fixture. Um, he brings in uh, Jorginho for uh, Trossard. Uh, what was your thoughts? Like, you know, keeping the squad near close to the same, you know, based on the Premier League, but just making that sort of tweak. Look, I think that's all you can ask for is those two weeks here and there because I think it's the business end of the season now. You know, you can't you can't make too many wholesale changes that your team looks a bit weak. I know we're fighting on two fronts now, yeah. but you know, I think you know, there's no there's no margin for error now in the Premier League. Like the, the just the way that he's also going for for City and um City and Liverpool as well. You know, they're not dropping points so you know, Arsenal can't, uh, doesn't have that luxury of like, oh, okay, you know, we can maybe draw or lose here, you know. So, it's kind of a case of, you know, you have to beat what's in front of you every week and you kind of have to just utilise your squad as best you can, but not make too many wholesale changes. Uh, what was your feeling and mindset going into the game? Like, you know, almost like prior to the kickoff and that, what, uh, what sort of gut feeling were you having? Like, what sort of vibe? Look, I- I felt that we would probably get the three points. I think that Porto result, even though we didn't want it, came at the right time. I think we were um, flying high and then, you know, we were brought back down to earth. We were humbled. And then it's almost like, you know, you took an anger out on Newcastle. And, you know, if it was a game you wanted to lose, it could have been against Porto because, I mean, you have a second leg to redeem yourself, per se. But... um, you know, I felt a bit confident. Uh, I, you know, I just felt that Arsenal, the side was quite mentally strong and, and wanted the revenge just as much as the fans did. And I mean, I think I felt like, you know, you had your sort of feeling to it. But I mean, like also when I saw, uh, you know, when, when Karius came in for Dubravka, because like Dubravka got ill, I think, 48 hours, I think, before kickoff and that, for the, before the match day. Um, so that I knew, I mean, they're going to have a goalkeeper that hasn't played, like, for years, you know, in the Premier League. And, I mean, it was like, he really got thrown in, like, you know, really into the deep end and into almost like the Lions' den come uh, match there, you know. So, I mean, like, from the go, like, the kickoff, Arsenal 
looked already to have continuity of left off, you know, that sort of league form with that far, fast uh, passing and also what you would like label smart, uh, like smothering football, which is like Newcastle clearly, you know, did not anything of. And I mean, added to that, they had also some crazy uh, injury list going into this match. Yeah, I know, and I thought of you when I saw Isaac starting because remember he, he, um, he was a doubt before the game, and like you mentioned, you said like you know you won't be surprised if you see him in the starting lineup, and lo and behold, yeah. But I mean, uh, what you know, like somebody mentioned, I was you know when I was scoping the net uh, over this past week. I mean, you know they they touched on also this fiction, but have you noticed this thing that they call this almost like the spider web of football where? Arsenal playing such a sort of well-knit and organized unit. They move and doesn't like that, that webbing. I mean, I'll send you later on, like, you know, when we're done with the podcast, I'll send you like a picture of it or even the, that link of the clip. And it's almost like this web. It's like whatever team like, or whatever players find themselves in this unit of Arsenal's, it's almost like they just get smothered and almost like everything gets almost like claustrophobic. They can't like get out. And they said it's almost like a sort of case scenario where, you know, putting your, your boot on somebody's neck and just, you know, <laughs> pushing down. Because, I mean, as, as we'll go on further into the, the, the analysis and that, it's actually a, a sm- like something that looks similar to the, the way, not, I wouldn't say identical, but it's almost like the way Leverkusen are actually playing the Bundesliga right now. Yeah, I know. Leverkusen have been playing well. I, I haven't have to think, it'll be interesting to watch that video that you're mentioning that we are playing in that, that kind of a web, so... Yeah, no, that we, we seem to be showing that ruthless streak and, and um, teams don't know how to deal with it at the moment. I think we are a bit less predictable as previously. Yeah, so uh, on to the match still. Uh, as much as Newcastle also tried to hang on, you could also see the Gunners, you know, slowly chipping away at Newcastle defences, like whether it was... Because, I mean, you could also see the desperation that Isaac was having because all of a sudden he became, like, Almost like another or extra midfielder just to somehow try to help as they're getting like overrun. And I mean, but in the, on the 18th minute, uh, Saka ends up swinging a corner. Newcastle, of course, failed to clear. Gabriel enforces carriers into like, you know, quite a good save. But I mean, in the pandemonium, pandemonium to clear the ball, uh, clear the ball ends up get, coming to Livramento. And he, I mean, he ends up panicking and ends up bundling the ball against Botman and it goes in and it's a 1 0 Arsenal. Yo, we've been really dangerous from, from set pieces. It's, it's really a joy to watch. Um, but was was that the Declan Rice delivery again or was it uh, oh, side? Yeah, but it's like, again, what you said now, that whole set piece scenario is like, you know, where, where the guys are all bundling up on the far post. And then once that, when, when on the sucker side's making his approach to, to strike the ball, it's like all those bodies just come jumbled in from different angles. And I think you can see they don't know if exactly which guy to pick up. And then, you know, of course, you still have the shit housery by Ben White on the goal line. With <laughs> so it causes total confusion. But one all up we go. Yeah, no, we, we, that's, a, that's a good, good um, momentum booster for us. I think we needed a goal with all the yeah. dominance we were asserting in the game. Yeah. And from the restart, as I mentioned, Arsenal not getting their foot off Newcastle throats. On 24 minutes, Jorginho ends up lofting a ball into the uh, Newcastle penalty area. Martinelli ends up reading the, the, the cross quite well, takes a ball almost like in, on, a, on a crossfield run. And then all of a sudden, like by the time he gets the ball under control, he fortifies it into the six-yard box. And Havertz comes darting in and sweeps the ball over in a flowing move, 2-0 Arsenal. 
Yeah, no, very good goal by Harvard and had me singing the, the Harvard song, the 60, was it 60 or 65 million down the drain, Harvard scores again. So we move on to the second half. Uh, again, flurry of chances with, by Arsenal. In the 64th minute, uh, Newcastle end up making a you know bet of changes, I think about three in one go. A minute later, on the 65th minute, Rice and Odegaard in the causing, you know, uh, carve fantastically the, the, the ball out to Havertz. He ends up playing the ball to Saka, who ends up darting into the box. And, you know, Caris is a, like a 15-yard past the keeper, and it's 3-0 Arsenal. Yeah, I know. It was brilliant goal. I mean, you know, we, 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 I wanted more because it, it was just that revenge aspect that the person wanted, and we just felt that this Arsenal side... You know, unlike before, showing a real ruthless streak. And, you know, I, I've been a big critic of Kyle, but, uh, but I mean, you know, he's in his yeah. own way, he's, he's, he's doing well. I'm not saying he's sitting with team like that, but he's doing whatever. But he's chipping in goals, he's chipping in with assists. So, you know, he's also doing fairly well, you know. Yeah, I fully agree with you. And, uh, then 69th minute, Rice ends up sending in swing corner. Again, Newcastle don't read anything. And, uh, Kivio ends up coming in through the uh, almost like through the whole bundle of bodies, glancing with a power header past the keeper, and it's 4 0 Arsenal. I would like to know, like, how did Declan Rice end up on set piece duties? Because, like, like was, it, was he just playing around at, at training and suddenly they were like, hey, but this guy can't take set pieces because, I mean, he's been phenomenal of late with these uh, crosses. I think. And I look, I know he did it at, at West Ham. Like, he would sometimes take the corners there for them. But, I mean, what I noticed was, like, he's got this almost like what you would call like a booming type of uh, corners style. So, he was almost like really, you know, swinging that ball. And, so you can, and you can also see the variety. He can go far post with it. You can also, like, what you saw with Kivio's goal, he ends up aiming it straight for the near post. But, I mean, it's almost like a way better quality of what you saw Trossard failing with. And sometimes, like, sometimes uh, Martinelli is also very eaten, miss coming from the right side with corners. No, 100% agree. I think he's the first consistent corner taker we've had in a while. Yeah. So, Arsenal ended up, you know, making now the air changes, Smith Rowan for Odegaard and Ketia for Havertz and Nelson for Saka. But, I mean, I don't know how you felt, but for me, it's almost like it kind of took the sting and momentum out of the game with the three subs. Yeah, no, as, as like you, you went from the, like, you know, destroying the game, like Newcastle to, you know, just allowing the, the, the team to kind of, you know, take the pressure, like, you know, like you said, take the foot of the gas, basically. But I mean, uh, like, that also leads me now to the minute with that consolation goal for Newcastle, because when Woolock, Woolock ended up scoring the goal, I mean, it was almost like a looping header, but I mean, leading up even to that, Simazaro didn't even pick up. Because I think he should have actually been picking up uh, Warlock there with a chance. Yeah, I know he should have, but like you mentioned, you know, that's, that's, that's the moment that happened, that everything just, just you know, the game just tapered off and you kind of um, it went into a lull. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, look, okay, we're always nagging on, on Arteta to make the subs, but I think when he now made the subs, kind of made the squad somewhat disjointed. I mean, you could even see that. Yeah. The way some of the players that now played almost like the whole 90, they were like really disappointed in shipping in the goal. I mean, you also like to see that, like, you know, they, they keep themselves to a, a very high standard. But, I mean, I just think to myself, they also, like, I think we mentioned in last week's podcast, they're also not doing anything to the likes of Smith, Rowan, Ketty and them. 
to uh, you know cover themselves in glory really when they come out because then you might why you know why even bother making the subs and if, if you see no real effort from them no I agree with you 100 <laughs> uh, it's a catch 22 you know you know on the one hand you know you you say we don't make the subs you know we, we all complain that he's not making the subs but you know he does it now. But maybe it was the wrong players to bring on. I don't know how you could look at that. I mean, you know, like that situation. Aiden, then I would rather than you know throw in that Nuaneri or yeah. uh, you know someone like that, that that really wants to show something. And, and I mean, even like same okay, look, Nuaneri did come on in the 89th minute. But I mean, he always still gives his all for the club. I mean, no matter if he's you know. One foot out the door, and I mean the same can be said of Cedric as well. So you either throw the youngsters in or you throw the like you know the two old campaigners in at the moment for us. But I mean, yeah, for me, I think KPF doesn't seem like he's he can fight his way back into the side. Neither yes. is Nelson. Yeah, that's my. I mean, I'm having the same sort of opinion of all three of them because I mean, honestly, look, Edo already said uh, pre-match. It's probably going to be a you know like a big sum for Arsenal, in but I just honestly I don't see how certain and I mean look, all these guys have you know roughly I mean I'm not just thinking on Kete got a new contract like what was it, two years ago right yeah and then Smith also got his contract roughly the same period and okay there's still no value to you know selling them on but I honestly I just don't see them being part of Arsenal as a club moving forward like I mean I mean I, I know it's Austin to say, but I think you also have to have that sort of mindset if you want to go forward as a club. Yeah, unfortunately, it's 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 how can I say it's it's a harsh reality. But I think also the number ten jersey just became too big for Smith. I know he performed yeah. well in the first year of wearing it, but I think you know just like get you to fourteen, like just you know now you're almost putting that, that weight on your back. Yeah. So now we move our attention to the Monday night feature coming up next week. Uh, Sheffield United versus Arsenal. Uh, I mean, look, it's, it's been also like a terrible season for Sheffield United. And I think it also shows that gulf in class between the two, you know, not only the two clubs, but how, you know, life is in the championship to taking that step up to the Premier League life. I mean, you see Burnley struggling the same way. Luton are, you know, there and there about, but also kind of struggling with, or, you know, almost like kind of keeping the head just above water. But I mean, I. I the way I see it, with with the likes of of Burnley and and uh, Sheffield United, I mean, both I think both of them have some like thirteen points, and I, I mean that's even not yeah. close to the you know that forty safe forty point safety mark. Yeah, no, it's, I think they are very long way away. I mean, Everton had ten points deducted from them, and you know, are, are almost what 13, twelve points clear of them. I mean, you know, they couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. But I, uh, like you said, you know, the, the, there's no surprise that the three teams currently that came up are, you know, almost rooted to the bottom and have been for most of the season. I mean, I think we Everton were lucky that winning that the part of the appeal the other day where they got now four points back. Oh, so they I'm, get four points back at least. Yeah, so they jumped up now to 15th position with 25 points. But I mean, like oh. Sheffield United, I mean, it's a it's a sad case if you look at it. I mean, Sheffield United played 26. Uh, one three, drew four, lost nineteen, goals for twenty two, goals against sixty six, goals <laughs> of minus forty four. So, yeah, I know it's it, it, it could be a, a game that Arsenal, you know, does not take lightly because I mean, you know, if you if you take it lightly, you can find yourself in big trouble. I mean, 
on the plus side, you know, we 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 right behind Liverpool, City, and 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 and. Um, and and our goal difference are is currently better than the two of them. So it's an opportunity to boot at goal difference because we don't know where it's where or where it could end up this season. I mean, City play United, you know, that's always a tough game. Um, I'm not too sure who Liverpool take on this weekend. I think it's it's nothing farthest away from home. So you know, the City ground has shown also to to be a very difficult place sometimes to pick up points. And yeah, I think. I'm, I'm just looking at the fixtures in the week after Liverpool and City play each other. Yeah. But I mean, what, I don't know if you had the press conference of today or what, it, uh, but Thomas Party is in the main squad now. Like, uh, I mean, of course, Finally. Uh, yeah, on maps that's all will have to be decided, but he is supposed to be stuck in there. And uh, from what I also see, just hold on, Jesus will also be, you know, matched for, for, that, for that game on Monday. So, the bench should be, you know, very strong either way. Because, I mean, you can also give people, you know, if they run out. Because I just think also, that as, uh, like, we are fully agree with you. It's like, you know, it was like put the game like this to the sword, like put them to the sword very quickly. And then you can start letting, you know, people get minutes in their legs. Because yeah, yeah. uh, I think Arteta also mentioned that uh, Urian Timber is also now in full contact training now. So, I mean, who knows if he's, you know, even can make the bench maybe for Porto uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks. That's interesting and, and a good thing to see. I mean, um, you know, the squad is getting stronger now as this for us, pitch is coming thick and fast. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, boost the goal difference, you know, get the players you know, rested because the, the games are going to be coming thick and fast. I mean, with a... With a um, with with um, City playing, I mean, if you look, I'm just going to. I know it's off topic, but if you look at our, our opposition fixtures, I mean, I'm just going to go to Liverpool. They have games coming thick and fast. They play Forest, then they play Europa League fixture against Sparta Prague on the on the Thursday. Then they play City, and then they at Anfield. Then they play Sparta Prague, and then they play Man United in the in the FA Cup. So their games is coming thick and fast. And I think it's after Arsenal to also. You know, we we are playing. You would say less less games um, than Liverpool and City. So you know that one extra game here and there could be the difference. So let let us like you know kind of kind of punish teams and almost not let up on Liverpool and City so that when one of them dumps points against each other, you kind of say thank you very much. You know we'll go on top of you guys. And if all goes well. By next week, you know, if we win against Sheffield United and then, you know, we take the points against Brentford, yeah. you know, we'll be on top of the log watching Liverpool and City play each other. It's a, it's a kind of a luxury to have. And I think yeah. maybe this position of Arsenal being, you know, ch- chasing back, suiting us a bit better than being chased. Yeah, that's, I think Fabregas also mentioned that a few weeks back and, and I mean, I fully agree that with that uh, statement. Uh, now, we want to the talking point section of the podcast. Um you know, back to, you know, with Arteta and, and the squad now, it's currently going. Did you, like my question to you is like, do you think Arteta, you know, was overthinking things post-Dubai trip? And now it was like with doing that whole trip and, and, and you know, spending the two weeks there or the week and a half there, uh, you know, it was like going back to basics with slight tweaks in the squad. And then, you know, I mean, you can clearly see a dealer squad wonders. And, and I mean, you can see when somebody like like uh, KV also looks like a way calmer player since... I mean, of course, you see the the boost in the likes of, say, Ben White in it. But do you think 
where everybody has like a, a certain position, but almost like that that fluidity is almost like back into the squad again. Yeah, I, I've seen something like that. That fluidity is back in the squad again, and it's it's just good to see that you know we're playing again. You know, it was like we were within ourselves. But yeah. uh, I was listening to I think it was that one of those podcasts or the United fans. Um, yeah, you said you know maybe Arsenal had a different approach this season because it's almost like they they it was like the title winning years of I'm not saying we're going to win the league but of the of like you know back in the day where you don't really start you know fast and quick and and, and, and like you know go 110 miles per hour when the you know when the back end you of the season you almost run out of legs it's like we just kind of went through the motions you know getting there and now it's like we. We almost, you know, put the car into, you know, second gear and off we go. No, because I mean, like, the, the sense I was having also, like, you know, after that, that uh, Fabrica's comment, and it is almost like, I, I don't know, at my head immediately clicked to when you watch uh, Formula One and you watch the car slide into the slipstream of the other car in front. And it's more like you're just waiting. You're not going to go yet. You're not going to gun it yet. But you wait, and I mean, you're building up on that speed and building up on that momentum. And then it's almost like when you come, when you see that final straight, then you, you know, shift out and get that, you know, that, uh, catch a draw, a wind draft and just bolt past the, the opposition. And I think the only thing that, that makes it a bit difficult is like, you're not chasing one team, you're like, you're not chasing two teams that you have to, you know, get ahead of. And I mean, as you now mentioned with that fixture list of, of City and, and uh, Liverpool, I mean, it, it's going to come to a sort of showdown where, because look at the moment, look City, okay, that Luton game was, I mean, the FA Cup, I don't know what happened to Luton as a team. Because, I mean, Tim Crew was terrible coming in, you know, almost like from the cold and then and, and standing in cold for, for Luton. But I just think when you look at the, the sort of games that, that Man City had against Brentford and the ones that they had, I think, over like the last few weeks or so, they're not that, that convincing. I mean, yeah, the FA Cup, look, uh, the squads also normally rotate quite heavily. But I just think, I don't know, I think City can be got it if, if because I, like, the thing that, that someone just irks me somewhat is, like, you can see that, that the chances that, that City give up, the teams like Brentford anymore are not good enough where they, you know, can really punish them. And I think that is where we have to almost like take the initiative when we play City also. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting set of games. I'm looking at City, you know, they play Man United, Copenhagen, then they go to Anfield, play Newcastle in the FA Cup, and then I think they play us the following week. I think they see the game against Brighton's postponed. I'm not sure if it's because of the FA Cup. But then, you know, that we go to the Etihad, and, you know, who knows what what's in store for us there, because, I mean, we could take the initiative and go top, but then it's up to us again to kind of, you know, eke out the result at the Etihad, which is not easy, I think. Liverpool managing to get the point at the Etihad might have been you know, brilliant for them, but does, does, do you think Liverpool has the ability to beat City at Anfield? I don't know, it's a tough question because, look, Liverpool, look, we, we must also give club props, I mean, with their squad, you know, I mean, look, <laughs> they are also badly hit with injuries, but I know yeah. some still managing to they didn't get over the line, and I mean, his kids are, are doing a hell of a job, I mean, some of that, that youngsters they bring, you know, you know, almost like giving that that sort of the likes of Nunes and 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 um, Salah. You know, they're just that extra time to you know really recoup. I mean, I don't know how fit any of those guys would be. The big guns of theirs would be leading up to the the 
game. But I mean, I'm like I was just also checking our fixtures because I think we have the match on the 12th of March. That's the Porto game, like the, that's like yeah. the big crunch game. Then the the FA Cup game, the FA Cup weekend is on the 16th of March. So that game of us against Chelsea is going to be postponed now to a later date. Yeah. So it's like from the 12th, there's going to be no football until the 31st of March because they have. Uh, there's also international break in between them. Uh, so I just wonder if Arteta's gonna, you know, maybe take the squad to do some summer thing again. I don't know, like uh, some sort of warm weather training again. Because I mean, it's a hell of a, it's, I think it's something like 19 days gap. And I mean, I don't know how many will go on international duty either. Because the majority of their things are gonna be friendlies because I think the, only the crunch games are gonna be that, um, that two spots that they're playing for, for the, <clears throat> at the Euros. Is I think two spots or two or three spots open for the European Championships. So there's like playoff uh, matches that are going to take place over that uh, 14 days, something like that. Wow, it's, it's yeah, I see it from the 12th to the 31st, there's a bit of a break. So, you know, our next game is against Porto. I'm praying for I'm Sheffield United, Brentford, and Porto. I think, you know, if you, if you kind of go into those games, you know, advance to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, um, you know, Perhaps top of the log because you don't know what happens with City and Liverpool. You know, they could draw and then you kind of leapfrog them or, yeah, leapfrog them. And then, you know, you, you patiently have to wait to go to the Etihad, which, you know, if you can, I don't know, do you go for the all three points of the Etihad or do you try to just get, not lose and, you know, you, are you happy with the point? I, look, I just think if you can get something. You know, because uh, for me, it also reminds me of those earlier seasons, you know, going to Old Trafford, having to get some sort of decisive result, you know, when we won with Overmars' goal. Yeah. I just think it's going to probably take something like that. But I just think with, with Arsenal now, 2024, they have that, that you know, the, the card up their sleeve is the set pieces. And yeah. the Man City look like they're always vulnerable from set pieces. So maybe that's a, a sort of key to unlock them at the ATM. It reminds me of the old Chelsea with Drogba. You just, you know, no matter how well we are playing, then Drogba just you know, gets on the end of a cross and it does it like twice. And then we do no down with like, you know, we, 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 then we lose and players' heads are down. So, you know, let's see, you don't want to score too early against City as well, you know. You kind yeah. of want to eat him like in the 65th minute and then like 75th minute goal and you kind of knock the winner through the sails because... You know, if you give City something to chase early on in the game, it becomes very dangerous. Yeah. So with that, I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. I mean, I know we're doing the podcast on a Thursday, but, uh, you know, you have plans over the weekend. So hope yeah. you enjoy, Aiden, and take care, everybody. Bye. Cheers, guys. I hope we get the points. Mm-hmm.